self-compassion is healthier than self-esteem. So one of the unhealthiest habits I picked up while working in tech was a total lack of self-compassion. In the name of getting stuff done, GTD is like my savior. Crushing my to-do list was rewarded by being able to add more items in my to-do list and it was like a never-ending game of Tetris. I would just clear things out, put more things in, and feel amazing. I had targets for everything. I had work targets, business targets, health and fitness targets. I was totally sold on this quantified life and I had something measurable for each aspect so I could know I was doing enough and I'd hit everything I needed to hit for the week. And my self-esteem was on fleek, you guys. And the thing is, self-esteem always requires an external source to feed it. That's the thing with it. It can be a single fragile steam stream like a romantic relationship or your job. And that's shaky and perilous. Or a healthier version of self-esteem is when you have many, many streams like your hobbies, your friendship circles, more than one. Giving back to the community as well as work and maybe love too. Maybe even family. <laughs> I forgot that, but there you go. But even with diverse streams, it's still risky because it's always derived externally and based on something you output. And that is really where it falls down because when I was very seriously ill with chronic fatigue, I couldn't output. I tried and I changed my, my measurables around what I could do in that time. I was measuring my self-worth by how many books I read per year and my consistency in my graded exercise therapy and my physical therapy and um, acquiring as many houseplants as I could manage, which wasn't a lot because I was very, very unwell. But the thing is, the internal voice I had to use
seen C-section, so I couldn't work out. So it felt like all my avenues for self-esteem were dried up. And that's the thing. There are, there are times when expecting ourselves to be able to output in order to feel good about ourselves is unreasonable. And those are the times we need to feel good. So that is the problem with getting your self-esteem because as opposed to self-compassion because self-esteem is always externally derived. And the second thing about it is that it has a kind of a conflict inside it because we know you can't be happy while comparing yourself to others. They say comparison is a thief of joy, right? But it is self-esteem can only exist when you self-evaluate when you look at what you've done and said I did a good job on that but the only way you can self-evaluate is if you're looking at other people to get an orientation on what good and bad is Um, so right there you get self-comparison built in and it's very hard to switch that off and you know when I was sitting around not able to do anything but thing I wanted was to tell myself I was doing better than some other moms that was that especially because every mom I spoke to was overwhelmingly supportive non-judgmental the 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 lack of pressure you guys I really you know I'd heard all about mom competition I never experienced that at least you know not not in my internet life when I was talking to people I got nothing but unconditional non-judgmental support from people and it kind of made me think well you know I'm doing for them I'm talking to them in a way I would never talk to myself I'm just giving them all this love and telling them when you think you're failing that's when you're crushing it the most mama don't worry about it what if I could speak to myself that way and that is all self-compassion is. It's you talking to yourself the way you would talk to a friend that you care about. I thought that self-compassion would be allowing my standards to slip, and it isn't that at all. And in fact, there are a few things that make it a lot better than self-esteem in some ways or unconditional self-love for self-growth. For example, self-compassion makes you a better ally because you're not defensive. Let me explain that. I don't know if you remember, I can't even remember her name, but the actress from Girls. First of all, one of her co-workers came out with an allegation about sexual abuse from someone in the show, a male person from the show. And her and a colleague took the time to write a denouncement and very assertive in the fact that um, it had to be the less than 1% of false claims and then, I don't know what happened I guess he went to jail, I didn't follow the story very well but what I did get in the internet showing it to me was her long, protracted it wasn't an apology it was about how terrible she felt that she didn't live up to her standards I don't think there was actually an apology in there and I just felt like oh, this is so cringy so self so self unaware and so unnecessary
system. And where this kind of behavior comes from is shame, right? So with self-esteem, you're measuring your self-worth based on these external things. And when someone makes an allegation about someone you're close friends with, it's threatened, right? So she had to defend her self-esteem, her her honor, if you will, I guess, by writing this denouncement. And then when it came out that she was wrong, the self-flagellating, it's about shame, it's about shame, the self-flagellating in public came out. But neither of those were actually the right response or the smart response. I think you know what I'm saying here. Like, neither of those were necessary, and they weren't really accountable, right? She didn't really, like, deal with the fact that she betrayed someone she worked with and that it was about the other person who felt betrayed, not about her own feelings because she was so deep in her shame spiral because so much of her self-worth is externally derived and her self-worth exists in the opinions of others. And I'm using this as an example for how we all sometimes react defensively and in ways that make us a not very good ally. How our view of ourselves needing to be good makes us less good. Whereas with self-compassion, the whole point is that you're going to mess up. And you're going to mess up big and you're going to need to apologize to people because everyone does. Everyone does. You're not special. I'm not special. We're going to mess up. And that's normal and expected behavior. And it doesn't make you bad. You're going to be friends with someone who one day shocks you and does something that you think is out of character because we don't know everything about everything. We only know 1% of what's going on around us. And that's normal. So self-compassion, it makes you grow from your shortcomings instead of withering from them and shrinking from them. The second thing, I think I've already said that it isn't lowering yourself, your, your standards, but if I didn't, I'll say it now. What I didn't know about self-compassion is that it doesn't mean letting yourself go and living a life of indulgence, right? It's actually really important for accountability because of what I said before about shame and self-criticism and how we sort of, I mean, shame and self-criticism, it makes us do one of two things. Either we get angry and defensive when we're called out, or the other thing is we start to avoid things that would make us feel like we're not good. Um, I actually know a lot of people who are very accomplished and very what you'd think a high achiever but they sort of shrink up anytime they have to be a beginner at something new and maybe it's because I have ADHD and dyspraxia so I literally fall down a lot and metaphorically fall down a lot I, I get that kind of I get that kind of oh gosh I can't speak now um, that seesaw effect of high and low self-esteem because I can achieve very high in some capacities and then I really flop in others I've never had that issue with being a beginner, but I see it a lot in very high achievers where we want to avoid things that make us look like we're not good at something and we avoid trying new things. So self-compassion actually allows you to start again, start something new, be a beginner, grow, actually get to new, new heights you didn't think were possible just because you're not dumping on yourself 
for not being immediately dead. The other thing about self-esteem, and this was the biggest thing, was how it affected, well, it's not self-esteem, but it's the shadow side of self-esteem. Like, you know, everything has its shadow, and in order to push myself, in order to evaluate myself, I have to also criticize myself. Now, I'm not saying the extent to which I did it was healthy, and I know that maybe the extent to which I did it was more induced or influenced by my environment, which, you know, tech has its problems, right? Um, but because my inner, inside my head, it was so self-critical and um, punishing and angry at myself, people would say you're a nice person I felt like a fraud I felt like oh but that's because you don't know me if you really knew me you'd know I'm actually awful and that kind of made me settle for things that weren't so good for me because I didn't believe I was really deserving of anything good because I was a fraud that's how I saw myself and it also made me feel like I had to work so much harder. I didn't deserve rest like other people deserve rest. I didn't deserve boundaries like other people deserve boundaries. I had to say yes. I had to go out and help other people. I was nice to everyone but myself because I felt I needed to atone for being awful because I was awful only to myself. So that was, that's, I know it's personal and this is just like my, my story of finding that self-compassion which had to come up from, from hitting rock bottom again, twice rock bottom. I mean the first time I hit rock bottom when I was severely disabled, um, all I did was I, I switched sources of self-esteem and this time I didn't, I didn't even have time to read anything worthy. I wasn't awake enough to read anything worthy. I was so sleep deprived. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I had to learn that I had value, even if I wasn't producing something. And when you think about it, the idea that you have to do something in order to have value is ableistic AF. That's not how, I would never say that to another person, but I had internalized that. And a lot of us do it. So learning how to soften this, um, this criticism, this critical voice, I tried so many things. I tried so many meditations on Insight Timer, on paid, uh, on paid meditation apps. Tried a course system, like a whole course, a Buddhist inspired course on it. I tried various um, self-help programs, self-love programs, law of attraction. What else did I try? hypnosis self-hypnosis i mean i really you know i tried guys i tried but in the end this is maybe a very techy geeky thing but what i did was i created a discard um my own discord server just for me use it as a diary and inside of that i set i set up a tupperware bot and uh for role play which is something i do for fun i role play on um, rp servers uh, on my phone it was one of those things i could do uh, when I was up with the baby, you know, feeding her all night. I don't know. I wasn't sleeping well, you guys. So. Um, but I created a bot that I control. And I made this bot a sympathetic person who responds to me when I'm upset. 
because I'm controlling the bot. I, I'm the one talking to myself kindly. Basically, I'm being to myself what I actually am to all my friends. And it's done two things. Like, I'm not saying this is a solution for you. I recognize this is long tail and very niche, right? But I'm just telling you that this is what I've done. And you can try the other things, please do. But um, if that hasn't worked for you, try this as well. Why not? It might, it might work. Two things happen. Yes, I, I have learned over the month or two that I've been using it to more instinctively talk to myself the way I do when I'm using the bot. There are times where it's harder because I am not a perfect person. I I have days where, you know, I'm extra and it's harder to be self-compassionate in those days and then I do need to actually manually use this bot and calm myself down that way. But more and more I'm noticing that my internal dialogue matches the way I'm using it inside Discord. So that is the first benefit. But the second benefit, you guys, is that I can actually see how I come across to other people. And that's been a really big shift because now I don't see myself as this monster in disguise who deserves bad things and deserves to feel bad. Um, and that's kind of a big deal for me. And this is the first time in my life I've, I've kind of sort of not had this conflict of feeling like I'm secretly a bad person that I need to control and keep under wraps and keep constantly busy in case this awfulness escapes and uh, I was listening to the Brene Brown podcast um, uh, celebrating the 10 year anniversary of the gifts of imperfection and they all said that they are shocked at the way they speak to themselves and they don't speak to anyone else like that. And if that's something you resonate with, then um, try. Try what I'm describing. Um, or at least write write yourself a letter explaining that it's okay. Um, if you want to know more about self-compassion, there are people who do this. Um, this is what they're specialized in. So Google Dr. Kristen Neff. I will include a link to her site because she she specializes in self-compassion. I just think that's amazing that there's people who specialize in things that are just so niche, but it's so important. She, she does studies on self-compassion and she has free downloadable audio guides for all kinds of self-compassion practices. So if you're not into this woo, um, you know, yoga, Buddhist approach that doesn't resonate with you. Try her site, try her resources. The second one is Tara Brach. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that a little bit too European or Tara Brash. I don't, I guess, I'm sorry, you guys. I know her as Tara, who is constantly in Insight Timer. She is often, I use Calm app as well. I told you I use a lot of meditation apps. I told you also that it didn't work for me, so but I'm giving you the option to try this first. Um, and she does mindfulness meditation, and she always teaches about compassion and self-compassion. Uh, she's kind of like well-known in that. And I'll include her link as well on her site, or 
self-compassion practices and I may include a link to my very not skilled <laughs> YouTube video where I explain how I set up a bot for myself on Discord and I, I run this on my phone just because it's accessible to me whenever I'm having a lot of emotions or a lot of anxiety or a lot of self-loathing coming up um, I can just fire it up and talk myself down it is a little bit weird but those are the those are the things I, I don't like to leave off without an actionable because I try and stay proactive but I hope that helps someone and uh, take care thanks for listening